Wait, which? Are you talking about Turtles still? No, Transformers. Oh, okay. Right. Yeah. I think that... I, I wish... I, I don't think they do it in uh, movies now, but they kind of took the characters and made them what what they would be like if they were real, I guess. Hmm. And they weren't necessarily all good and happy and stuff. Yeah. And I think these days, they always make them, you know, good and happy and that sort yeah, of thing. Yeah, they play it safe. Yeah, yeah. It was just absolutely mind-blowing when in that movie, the Transformers mm. movie, the original one, they killed off characters. Mm. That just blew your mind mm. as a child. Yeah. Because all the way through the series, you know, people take hits and they fall over and whatever. <laughs> They're always back the next episode. Mm. But in the movie, people got killed. Mm. It was amazing. Yeah. Yep. And I remember there was myself and a few other Decepticon fans, because we were Decepticon <laughs> fans, we actually broke out into cheers when Autobots got killed. <laughs> we're like, yes, fuck yes, finally. <laughs> they didn't miss. <laughs> Good oh my times. God. Good times. A window into my psyche. <laughs> so that's what's wrong with you. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Game the System Podcast, episode 32. Podcast about the people that play retro, arcade, modern, pinball, board games, and everything in between. It's still the 1st of February, 2019, and my name's Mark Bell. My name's John. My name's Matt. Excellent. And we're all good. Good. We're yeah. still here. Hey, but- there's a game there called Thalamus. Yes, there is a game called Thalamus. Does that mean anything? Uh, as a word, I don't know, mm. but it's a it's a pretty popular game on the Commodore sixty four. Okay, actually, no, it's a sorry, I should, it's a developer of games mm. on the Commodore sixty four, and they made a lot of really good games. Mm-hmm. I just it's just weird because it's like there's a part of the brain called the hypothalamus. I think it's hypo. Now I'm like now I'm second guessing myself, and I have to look it up. You're second guessing your brain. I think that game that you are looking at side on that says Thalamus, I think that's Creatures. What? Yeah, Hypothalamus. <laughs> it's right next to you, Matt. Above Power Drift and Barbar- Barbarian 2. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. It'll be Creatures. That's Creatures. Because oh, that's okay. Creatures 2. Uh-huh. But there's, yeah, a big white box. I mean, I, I did notice the Samantha Fox Street Poker. Hmm. Oh, yes. hello. <laughs> <laughs> That's as close as you got to porn back in the day. <laughs> Those pixelated boobies. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, why don't we talk about what we've been doing in games? Cool. Um, why don't you, and when I say you... I mean, John, mm-hmm. go first. Thanks, you. And by you, I mean Mark. <laughs> we Thank can you. tell because we're looking at each other, <laughs> but the listeners can't tell. Yeah. Um, okay, I've been playing 
the recently released Resident Evil remake. Mm, Resident Evil 2 remake. Yes, sorry, Resident Evil 2 remake. Resident Evil 2 remade. Yep. Uh, so it came out on the 25th, which was Friday last week. Can I ask a question? You can. I only just realised, or not just right now, but a couple of days ago, it's totally remade, right? It's not yep. a, not even the same game. The The storyline's kind of similar, but it's kind of completely changed. Um, okay, so I'm glad you asked that, Mark. Oh, that's um, good. I'm glad that you're glad. The plot is pretty much the same. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's there's not really any changes in terms of the plot. Um, and no, I wouldn't say the game has really changed the... This is the way I see it. They made took all the things that were great about the game mm-hmm. and kept those, and everything that wasn't so great they updated them to, like, modern standards. Right. Which, the result being, like, a really fucking fantastic game. Hmm. Yeah. So, so. you've already spoiled us with your review. <laughs> but I think I think where I was going... Put it on the back of the box. <laughs> John Pansini, a fucking fantastic game. A really fucking oh, fantastic sorry, game. Oh, sorry, a really yeah. fucking fantastic game. Yeah. I, I think what I was thinking of is that original RE2 was sort of... Uh, fixed camera mm-hmm. thing. Yep. The new one is more RE4 style third person. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, so it's over the shoulder um, third person. Right. Yeah, so that changes the game a lot uh, in terms of the way that it's designed because a lot of the scary parts in the game relied on the fact that you couldn't see outside the fixed camera angle. So mm. there could be something right in front of the character that you can't see. And I guess that's something that is could be a bit like immersion breaking for some people because they go, well, the character could see that, so why, you know, mm. I couldn't react to it, you mm-hmm. know, and and that's a fair criticism, and I think that's a good example of something that maybe wasn't so good about the game that mm. um, they've changed and updated to modern standards and now is better because you can't there can't be a situation where you know, um, there's an immersion-breaking thing where the character must have been aware, but you as the player weren't yeah. aware. Yep. Um, so they're not relying on those kinds of mechanics in the game anymore because it's, yeah, it's over the shoulder. And and I was playing it on PC, so like playing a first-person shooter, I have complete control over where I'm looking hmm. um, using the mouse. How does How does that work in... Uh, so, so with the mouse, I mean, you can pretty much instantly move mm-hmm. in any direction, instantly. Yep. Does your character just flick really quickly to those directions, or does he slowly move? Or that's an interesting question too. Oh, I'm full of interesting, good questions yeah, tonight. I actually um, found that it was way too quick the movement. I had to like lower my sense mouse sensitivity. Hmm. But basically, what happens is when you move quickly. Your camera view moves, um, but if you do an instant 180, the ca- the character's animation will move as fast as a human w- uh, would I move. See. That's a good way to um, do it. So sometimes when you move quickly, your character will actually rotate in the opposite direction to the way that you've rotated because 
they will turn as quickly as the animation allows yep. to face the direction that you're facing. Yep, yep. So if you do more than a 180 turn, um, they'll actually turn the other way. Yep. Um, if that makes sense, it might be hard to imagine. No, I can see what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah, so there was lots mm. of times actually when that happened. And, and I actually found it a bit, like, for lack of a better way to describe it, kind of irking when that happened. Yeah, it would Because be. it was kind of like, uh, it doesn't feel right because they're turning the opposite way to what I yeah. was turning. And if you're susceptible to these sort of things, it might be a bit motion sickness-ish. Yeah. And that, I think that's really the thing that made me, apart from the fact that it's easier to aim with a lower sensitivity, made me want to lower my sensitivity because... I was moving the camera around too fast and the character wasn't behaving in the way that I felt hmm. was the right way for them to move. Mm -hmm. um, so the things that have changed, the plot's basically the same. Um, there are a few small changes, I think. And I think the reason why they made those changes is because they are actually really aiming towards something that feels plausible. Hmm. Um, so... There's a few things in the plot that you'd go, well, that's really dumb <laughs> in the original. Mm -hmm. um, and they've tweaked some of those things. Um, I can't give you an example, though. I don't know. I can't think of I anything. I can give you an example. Yeah. Because <laughs> I happened to see this on Twitter. A guy that I follow called Julian. Mm -hmm. um, really cool guy. He likes a lot of um, sort of horror games, Castlevania games. Mm -hmm. RE, all that kind of stuff. He also does a lot of music. Mm -hmm. But uh, he tweeted... You should do a Friday follow with him so I can follow him. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he tweeted a before after, so like a a picture of what is said in the original game and then a picture of what is said in the, in the remake. Mm -hmm. And this particular scene, I don't know the game. Mm -hmm. I haven't played RE2. But it was um, the guy, whoever the guy is in the game, looking at a desk... Mm -hmm. Of the girl in the game, and I don't know. Oh, in the game. yes, I did you see this. You probably know what I'm talking yeah. about. And there's a picture there, <laughs> and in the original game, it's mm. like this blurry sort of textured picture, and, you can't and the really guy see says it. something like, um, Leon. Oh, this must be her special friend. Yeah. Something like that, but you can't see who it is. So yeah. it's kind of like this big mystery of who's this girl's, you know, boyfriend yeah. or something like that. Yeah. And then shows the, the picture in the remake. And it's a full, clear, normal, like, high-def picture. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And you can see it, and it's a dog. <laughs> so it was her dog. Yeah. A special, special friend. friend. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was a fantastic way to handle that. Yeah. <laughs> it's like this whole mystery for God knows how many years, people going, oh, who's, you know, the, yeah. the boyfriend and who's a special interest? Oh, it's just a dog. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was great. There's all these theories about that they're actually... With this remake, they're retconning, well, not retconning, but they're splitting off into like a different timeline and that the story's going to change from here forward kind of thing. Mm. Or maybe from RE3 because Resident Evil 3 actually happens at the same time as Resident Evil 2. Oh. Yeah. So kind of from that time point onwards, the story might be different, which would be a really positive thing because from people like... Resident Evil 4, but from then on, the story gets really bizarre and not as good. Mm. <laughs> so, I think people are really excited for the possibility of, you know, some changes in the story to make it a bit more interesting. Mm. How does how does RE2 fit into the timeline of RE4? Um, 
So Resident Evil 4 is definitely after that. Uh, I think it's a fair time, but I'm... I mean, I'm not... Similar characters? Well, okay, so so Resident Evil, just to give you, like, the full kind of picture, mm-hmm. the first game is about this team. So there's this special forces team, which is... It's kind of like a special forces team within the police called Stars. Yeah. And they go to investigate this... Uh, I don't know if it's that they're going to investigate the mansion. Anyway, they end up in this mansion... Um, and then they find zombies and then they find that there's like an underground laboratory and they find out that this virus is being developed by this scientist who works for this company, Umbrella. Um, and that's the first game. And then th- in the second game, it's kind of the same company, um, but it's in the city, Raccoon City. So the mansion is like close to the city hmm. and then... The second game is set in the city and the stars are, are working in the police station. Mm-hmm. So, there, so so the main two people in the stars is Chris Redfield and Jill Valentine. Hmm. And then the second game follows this new Rocky police officer who's joining the Raccoon City department and he's Leon. Yeah, Leon um, was in four, wasn't yeah, he? Yeah, so Leon yeah. is in the fourth game. And then there's uh, Claire Redfield, who's Chris's sister. She's trying to find Chris. Hmm. Um, it's unlike Capcom to have a really intertwined, silly story. <laughs> <laughs> and uh-huh. by that, I mean Capcom usually does have pretty silly <laughs> stories. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. So I've I've been like fully getting into it and reading a bunch of Wikipedia articles and stuff. Because hmm. I played these games when I was a kid back then, I wasn't that interested in really delving into the story that much. Hmm. Um, whereas now, even though you're right, it is pretty silly. It's hmm. like a cheesy B movie or something, you know. Yeah, but that's part of its charm. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I've been enjoying like trying to understand more about what actually is going on and why it is the way it is. Hmm. Yeah, so Resident Evil 3 is Jill Valentine in the city. Um, And then the next game is actually Code Veronica, Resident Evil Code Veronica. All right. And that's um, Claire Redfield again trying to find her brother who's apparently gone to Europe because there's like some umbrella thing in Europe as well. Hmm. And then Resident Evil 4 is after that. And I don't know why Leon is where he is, but... Yeah, it follows Leon again. Hmm. So, yeah, that's basically what it is. Anyway, because of the camera angle thing, because of that difference, what I'm finding is that a lot of the hallways have kind of been redone. So, I've actually got a decent comparison because I played Remake and I've been at the same time watching like a full playthrough of the original <laughs> on right. YouTube hmm. um, with a guy, uh, Maximilian Dude, who um, when Remake was announced, he decided to go through and play the original and like really take his time and like appreciate what it was and how it was made and stuff. And, yeah, okay. and um, he, he does a lot of like speculation about how Remake might be made, hmm. um, which is interesting now that it's actually out and I've played it. Um but, yeah, I can see that a lot of the hallways have been redesigned in ways that um, 
mean instead of using a camera angle to obscure your view they kind of just use a corner and lighting to obscure your view so there might be a door where there wasn't a door before and uh, then so they've changed the geometry as well yeah right just in hallways hmm. and then a lot of the rooms are exactly the same as they were mm-hmm. in the original game mm-hmm. so they've recreated all the the rooms that you would remember from playing the game and they're just like they were in the original hmm. um <laughs> was that a dog or someone's Sounded stomach like it. <laughs> it wasn't mine no it's a dog <laughs> my dog snores <laughs> um yeah so there's a number of rooms that are very memorable for certain features like hmm. geometrically really um because they have maybe a save point or you know there's a um a green herb in a corner somewhere or, hmm. you know, hmm. those items, a lot of the items are in the same place as they were in the original. Um, but then the other thing that's different is they've kind of shuffled the puzzles around a bit. So to give people a bit of a new experience, like veterans of the game, to make it not just like the same run through, they've changed some of the ways that the puzzles work. So... It feels the same, hmm. but th- they're in different spots. Or, like, for example, um, there's one puzzle where you just need this one round medallion, and they've changed that now, so there's three medallions, um, and they're all in different spots in the precinct. Hmm. Um, so, yeah, it basically just means that the route you take is different, but all the rooms are just as you remember them. Mm. The hallways are slightly different. Mm. Um, I feel like they'd have to, yeah, do something with the puzzles because puzzles yeah. back in the original, you know, survival horror days were pretty, pretty bad. Well, the funny thing is, you, you say that they feel the same. I would say they're just as they feel like '90s puzzles, right? As in, still pretty stupid and. They're not hard to work out. Yeah. They're not like brain teasers. Mm. It's it's like like to find the three medallions, there's certain statues that will give you the medallions and there's a code which is like pictograms and there's three dials and you have to choose the right pictograms mm. um, and you get the pictogram code by finding like someone's diary who's written it down. Yeah, but that's that's fine. That's logical. Right. I'm talking about puzzles where the things you needed to do just didn't make any sense oh, whatsoever. Okay. Right. Yeah. And and you know, over the decades since these games have been released, mm. people often recall back to these things and right. and say how funny and stupid they oh, were. Okay. Yeah. Right. So, and that's again part of its charm. Right. But I would imagine if you're going to do a remake, you want to at least make it. Yeah. somewhat logical mm. i mean maybe it's still easy mm. but at least it's something that makes sense mm. yeah no it's definitely not like that they do all make sense it's kind of more about having attention to detail than anything else like some puzzles you'll just see in notes on the wall or um that someone's written somewhere and that sort of thing um so the types of things that if you were just quickly playing through and you weren't paying that much attention you probably wouldn't pick up on mm. and so you just miss them mm-hmm. uh, and not not all of them are essential some of them just give you more resources um which is obviously what it's all about because it's survival horror yeah 
Um, yeah, and it definitely feels it feels better in that way. I definitely felt the pressure of running out of ammo and stuff. And I think that they can apply pressure a bit more um, because it relies on your ability to aim and that sort of thing. So because in the old game, you didn't really need to aim. You just point your gun in the direction. Yeah. Um, whereas in this game, they can apply pressure by with that mechanic. I don't know if that makes sense, but um, yeah, yeah the, the, the ammo is really important. Maybe it's because you can aim shoot in the head, I guess. Um, it's very easy to miss, though. Like, the zombies, the way that they walk, they kind of, like, their heads, like, go from side to side, and it yeah. can be really unpredictable. Yeah. Um, and that can be challenging. It does make the combat more fun when, you, when you're aiming at mm. something. Oh, it's way more fun. Yeah. It's like RE4, where you try and aim for the head to, yep. you know, do the single shot kills or whatever. Yeah, absolutely. So there's a few other things that have changed too that I think improve the game a lot as well. So one of the funny things about Resident Evil in the past is that basically the threat only exists in the room that you're in. <laughs> and then once you go through a door and you have that yeah, little loading fine. screen, yeah. then you're in the next room and yep. if there's no threat there, you're fine. Yeah. Um, in this game, the zombies follow you into the next room. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. Yep. And and there's actually, they've got this really great, like, tension building thing in the game where, you know, you'll be, like, say you run through a hallway where there's a zombie, you run past a zombie, you're going through a door, and then you're in the next room and there's, like, a little puzzle or something and you're trying to work it out. Mm-hmm. And you might be looking at a keypad or something and all of a sudden you hear, like, this banging, like, doom, 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 you know, and it's the zombie, like, banging on the door. Hmm. and they'll bang on the door like four times and then eventually you'll hear the door like burst open and they come in oh wow you. yeah that's a huge change isn't it yep so there's no transition into rooms no transition it's wow. all one space it's all completely fluid yeah well wow. that's that's big yep yeah because part of the like you were saying part of a survival horror back then was mm. you had those transitions and and a lot of people used to call the original survival horrors sort of like door opening um <laughs> what do you call them simulations mm. where you're just you're opening doors yeah you know but once you open that door you're into that room you're in that sort of singular space and you can do what you need to do and you're fine yep um things like re7 completely throw that out of the window because you're existing in a space and whatever's in that space as well mm-hmm. can transition to everything that you can transition yep. to. So it sounds like they've done something similar here. So that's yep. pretty cool. Yeah, it is just like that. And there seems to be some like soft barriers there where they won't follow you through certain areas or something. Mm. Um, but generally, yeah, they will follow you as long as they can see you or are aware of you. So I think there's... Mm. Uh, mechanic to do with noise as well if you're really noisy they're more likely to follow you Mm -hmm. um and if you fire your gun they'll all start like paying attention to you Mm. um yeah but it is really really it really puts the pressure on in terms of like the tension that you feel there's Mm -hmm. never a safe moment necessarily (laughs) unless Mm. you go into like specifically one of the safe rooms so there are like safe rooms where they won't go in 
Yeah. Um, and yeah, it does. It does change the game quite a lot. Mm. Uh, and, and you don't uh, usually like scary games. No, I'm not really. So how are you? <laughs> how are you handling this? Well, this is still um, the thing about this game is it's still Resident Evil, and it's still does that thing that some of these games do where as you progress through the game it gives you more and more power to overcome like the horrors of the game yeah you know because it is still a shooting game you know um and i think that's why i'm okay with it Hmm. so um yeah because i don't really like i'm not a not a horror person um i don't really like horror games i like the mystery Mm, of it mm. but you know it's funny like i've been thinking about it a fair bit and i think fundamentally it comes down to um the way that different people feel the like anxiety and tension Mm -hmm. that's created from that heightened experience like that heightened emotional experience yeah and i think some people like it and some people don't handle it so well Mm. (laughs) and i maybe you know, one of those people that it's just not appealing to me. Like, all it does is, like, make me really, like, like stressed and, like, you mm, know, mm. really winds me up. And mm. But I do love, like, a mystery and that sort of thing. I mean, and that's probably... There is a bit of mystery in this game. I wouldn't say it's particularly interesting in terms of mystery. But what it does do is give you the power to, like, overcome that... Yeah, as I said, mm. the horror, you know, and I think that's what I like about it. Mm-hmm. I mean, the shooting is so fun. It's really a lot of fun, the shooting in the game, mm. um, just like Resident Evil 4. Um, so, and yeah, it's the graphics are even better uh, in this game, mm. um, if that answers that question. <laughs> yeah, I think you've sold me, actually. I think I need to pick up I this think, game. I I'm think, not usually an RE fan. Yeah. Um, because I've explained before, I mean, Ari is sort of more action-based. Mm. I was a Silent Hill guy. I like the sort of psychological horror stuff. Yeah. Um, but Ari 7 was a bit of a game-changer for mm. me. Mm. Um, and, and what you're saying about Ari too, that sounds really interesting to play. Yeah. And you can't, you know, there's no Silent Hill games now. So, mm. there's slim pickings in the ways of mm. survival horror games. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's still... It's still Resident Evil. It's got all those throwbacks. I mean, I love the bosses and, you know, like the fact that, you know, you've got a thing where it's like you're fighting a boss and it's blatantly obvious, like, shoot the boss in this spot, you know. Mm, it's the doing, big eye or something. Yeah, that thing. Yeah. And, I mean, there's people that don't like that sort of thing and I, I get that they don't like that because it's so obvious, like, on the nose. But I just... It's fun to me, you know. Mm. I enjoy that. I enjoy the challenge of it, and it's, yeah, the t- it's tension building enough for me, you know. So I, I really like it. Mm. Um, yeah. Something else they changed is that there's this. I don't want to spoil it. Maybe I shouldn't say that. No, no spoilers. Yeah. Yeah, I won't spoil it. But yeah, okay. basically, <laughs> they've. They've really updated the game to make it um, make the tension a bit more a bit more pressure in terms of the tension that doesn't let up because you don't really get those breaks 
the cheesy you can't cheese the game like you could in the old days where you go to the next room to mm. it's not so easy to run past zombies as it used to be they're actually a lot faster so they're still slow but they'll reach out and grab you um and it happens it seems like they've got more range to to reach out and grab you hmm. than what they used to. Mm-hmm. Um, like when I watched the remake, uh, he was getting he was slipping not the remake sorry the original playthrough he was slipping past zombies so much easier hmm. than what you can in remake. Right. I think they've changed it so that you have no choice you have to kill the zombie. Oh, so the other thing is zombies don't necessarily die. So in the original, seven bullets. And the zombie's done. Mm-hmm. In this, it might be one. Sometimes you shoot a zombie in the head, its head explodes, and it never gets back up. Sometimes you put like 15 bullets into it, and it's getting up again. Hmm. And it's just like, what the fuck? And they've done something where sometimes they just keep getting back up, and they just don't die. Oh. Um, but then other times they die quickly. Even if you explode their heads? Uh, no, if you explode the head, they're done. Okay. So you know if that happens that they're done. Yeah. But um they that doesn't happen very much. You can mm. shoot them in the head and they'll just keep coming at you. Right. Usually three shots to the head and they'll fall over, but then they might get up again. And it might not even happen straight away. It might be the next time you come to the room, then they're up again and you're like, uh, Fuck, I thought I killed you. Yeah. You know, right. and you can down them like three times go away and like half an hour come back and they're still there and they're up again and you're like, fuck off. <laughs> and uh, yeah. It's like they're the living dead. Well, you say that. <laughs> and and I think that that's really where the whole idea has come from. Yeah. Is that, yeah, yeah. you know, they, they I think part of re- rewriting, not rewriting the plot, but rewriting the dialogue and stuff, I think that they realise that that's what it should be like because mm. they are the living dead. They shouldn't necessarily die mm. from, you know, a certain number of shots or whatever. Yeah. So they change it in that way. But yeah. Wasn't RE4 similar? Wasn't RE4, unless you explode their heads, they keep well, yeah, getting but back up again? That, but you could consistently do it. Like it would be a, a number of shots to explode the head. Yeah. You know, kind of like House of the Dead style. Yeah. You know, like once you shoot them a number of times, they're definitely done. Hmm. And their bodies would disappear from the locations. Hmm. Whereas in this game, the bodies stay there for a really long time and they might get up again, even though you put them down like three times already. That's a good way to increase tension, isn't it? It definitely, like you walk into a room and you see bodies on the ground and you're like, oh, for fuck's sake. (laughs) And you're like, and sometimes they get up and sometimes they don't. Mm. So, and you don't really know whether it's going to happen or not. And mm. you're like walking up to them slowly, like, does this guy have something or is he going to jump out and bite my leg? <laughs> mm. And do they have the, they wouldn't, but <laughs> back in the day, you'd walk into these bodies and if you can walk through them, then they're dead, you're safe. If you walk into them and you sort of push their body around, then you know they're still alive. I think there is some body pushing, actually. It's funny mm. that you should say that, which is not the best. I don't know if I'm crossing memories now with original, but I'm sure I've seen some body pushing. But mm. I think it happens when you, if you shoot them and they're in the middle of like a falling down animation 
and you start running, I think their body will get pushed. Right. But generally, if they're on the ground, you can kind of always walk through them. Okay. I think. Hmm. Yeah. There's not really... There's no obvious signs. Yeah, that's a pretty old mechanic, so I'd imagine yeah. they wouldn't have that still. Yeah. Hmm. Yep. Um, yeah, but I think it's it's definitely 100% worth playing. I think you'll still probably find that there's a, some cheesy things about it that you don't like, but mm. it's a lot of fun, definitely mm. a lot of fun. Uh, and the dialogue and the animation is, like, just so much better, obviously. You mm. know, it. that's one thing about this game that's really highlighted for me that got me thinking about how games have changed over time. And, you know, like I said at the beginning of when we started talking about this, they kept all the things that were great about the game and updated all the things that weren't great. Like, when you look at the original RE2, lots of people are playing it on stream and stuff, and everyone I see playing it starts making fun of how they move their arms and stuff. Hmm. So, the animation, their mouths don't move when they talk, and that's something that I didn't even think of until I watched it again. Yeah. Um, And I think because of that, there's a lot of, like, Thunderbird-style hand (laughs) movements. Like, they do things where they're, like, putting their hands out and the, their fingers don't move mm. and so their hands are kind of like in like a, a Lego salad, man salad tong or yeah, yeah like Lego man almost and they're like kind of doing these weird like swipes and stuff mm. and it doesn't make a lot of sense um, <laughs> and then on top of that the dialogue is like really really rudimentary and mm. uh, it's like just getting the story across really <laughs> mm. Um, yeah, but then, yeah, this game is just, like, miles above, and obviously the faces are, like, based off real people, and it's Mm. not just that the technology is improved, it's that we also realise that characters shouldn't look like supermodels, you know, and Mm. um, even though I think they are based off supermodels, (laughs) but they look like normal people, you know. Um, uh, Yeah, and it's, yeah, it's really, really good. Hmm. And how far are you into it? I've played through the Claire A scenario and I'm on to Leon, oh, okay. Leon B. Right. So, okay. I don't know if you know about how that works. Yeah, I think I'm a little bit familiar. Yeah. So, basically, there's the two characters, obviously. And then you can choose which character you want to play when you play the game. And you'll play through their, what they refer to as the A scenario. Hmm which is that character going through the storyline. And then once you finish that, you save your game and it saves it under the other character's name, but it'll say B. So, because I finished it with Claire, then you save it as Leon B. Mm -hmm. And it's basically then you load that game and you play through the scenario again, but um, from Leon's perspective of the same events. Yeah. And there's a lot of, you, you kind of, instead of going in through the front door of the precinct, you come in through the back door and there's, um, you see a lot of things from a different perspective and there's some of the bosses are different and that sort of thing. Hmm. There's a lot of differences. Um, and this is slightly different. The way they've done it in this game is slightly different. So before you had your save game and some of the choices you made in your A playthrough affect your B playthrough, like you can pick up certain items or you can leave them for the other character. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. But in this one, you don't save your game once you finish. 
there's no um, connection between your A game and your B game. Hmm. So I don't think there's there can't be any decisions from your A game that affect your B game in that way. Right. And they actually just call it second run rather than A and B for some reason. Mm-hmm. Um, hmm. That's anyway. an interesting change. Yeah, I, I think they must have maybe... I mean, I, I think it's kind of refreshing because for me, it's too hard to make a decision about whether or not to leave things. I think yeah. that's a really advanced level. Maybe they just decided to do away with it. Maybe they found, in general, a lot of people were just going through in their first playthrough and collecting everything and yeah. using everything. And therefore, no no one really went through their second game because it was harder. Yeah, well, you would only... um. You would only know to leave stuff if you played it before and yeah, know right. how that works. Hmm. So, yeah. I mean, you could be right about that. I don't know. Mm. Yes, definitely very enjoyable. And I'm looking forward to playing it and finishing at least Leon B. And I'd like to go through and do the rest. Um, yeah. Hmm. That's a ringing endorsement. Yeah. I would say. It's definitely very cool. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, I might have to pick it up probably on PS4, I'd say. Mm-hmm. Mm. Cool. Cool. Should I go next? Or do you want to go next, Matt? Yeah. Yeah? Well, I'll go <laughs> next then. <laughs> um, I've been playing a lot of The Walking Dead, the pinball machine. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so I got that probably a month ago. Mm-hmm. Actually, maybe not that long ago. But, yeah, three or four weeks ago... Um, and since getting that machine, besides some Forza Horizon 4, which I talked about in a previous podcast, um, I've been playing pretty much The Walking Dead, and that's it. Just mm-hmm. a lot of The Walking Dead. <laughs> and I bought it as a bit of a stopgap uh, between um, you getting... You bought The Walking Dead as a stopgap? I did. Wow, because... that's quite a stopgap. <laughs> yeah, I wanted to... Well, I'm, I'm hoping to get... Elvira 3. Oh, that's right. The we've third had, Elvira pinball game. This. Yeah, um, we've talked about this. And um, it work, the, the idea of the stopgap works because generally these machines don't lose their value. That's like, right. You can sell it pretty much for what you bought it for. Yeah, yeah. not more. Hmm. Um, as long as you buy it at the right price anyway. Right. Yeah, as long as you... Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, so got The Walking Dead thinking, okay, that's a game that I like. And I want to be able to get something that, like you said, I can sell later on so mm-hmm. I can get the game that I actually want, which is Elvira 3, when it finally gets announced and released. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I've been playing a lot of Walking Dead now. And I liked it before. And I I pretty much figured I'd still like it once I bought it. Mm-hmm. But I, I did go up and down, I have to say, thinking, oh, you know, 
do I actually like this game? Oh, and then wow. other days I'll be like, oh, my God, this is an amazing game. This, so this is once you had it, you were thinking yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. Mm. But this is it's probably more reflective of my own feelings about pinball at the moment. I'm oh. kind of not. I, I don't even consider myself a competitive player anymore. I don't care about competitive really? pinball. Yeah. Um, wow. And I'm, I'm even to that level of thinking, do I even enjoy playing pinball anymore? Whoa. Not really sure. Um, but I do. Really? I mean, ultimately. But, yeah, I've, I've kind of been... Well, I rode the wave of pinball for a long time mm. where I was just playing pinball a lot. Mm. And then I sort of... Yeah, came back a little bit, came more towards video games again when mm-hmm. I started doing my Ghouls and Ghosts stuff. Mm. And, and now I think I've gotten to the point where I'm just a, I'm just a general gamer where I like video games and pinball. Mm-hmm. I'm not... Pinball is everything. Pinball mm-hmm. is my focus. Mm-hmm. It's kind of just... Pinball is another game to me. Mm. I, I like playing it, but it's mm. not better than other stuff. Yeah. I think it's funny. Someone said once to me... Uh, about gaming, they thought of it as there's different types of gamers and I like to view games like an all-you-can-eat buffet. Mm-hmm. I want to be able to have a little bit of everything or whatever I feel like at the time. Mm-hmm. Whereas some people are happy to have like steak and veggies every night and that's all yep. they eat for their whole life. Yeah, yeah. You know, yep. some people play one game and that's all they play. Yeah. Um, or they might... Or one type of game. Or, yeah, or they yeah, play one, one, genre ga- one or... game for, like, years and then they play something else for years and, mm. you know, they stick to the same thing. But I like to have a variety and uh, I think that's a really good way to put it and, and it's the reason why I'm going back and, and experiencing all these things. It's like going to a buffet and tasting everything at the buffet and someone says... Oh, have you tried these dumplings? They're fucking excellent. And you mm. go, okay, yeah, I'll try those. You know, like if mm. you if mm. so many people think they're great, it must be worth trying. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like Kingdom Hearts, you know. <laughs> it's <laughs> so a many people thing to throw in there, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was talking to someone about Kingdom Hearts too. Right. Um, okay. You know, so many people love it. It's got to mm. be worth trying. Mm-hmm. So. So that's kind of what I'm doing. I think that's a really cool way to think about it. And mm. and yeah, I think that's kind of like what you're saying where you just like games and yeah. You just like a variety of different things. Yeah. And there's yep. shouldn't be any pressure to do something and unfortunately I guess competition is what's always pushing you to like focus on that one thing. Yeah, exactly. And that's what I felt playing like Counter-Strike and that sort of thing. It's it's the the it's the type of game where the more you play it, the more fun it is and the more it draws you in, mm. you know. Um. <laughs> yeah, we still have a snoring dog. A dog. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, no, it's true. Yeah. I mean, yeah, competition helps drive you mm. because you have to be focused on that to be able to be good, mm. to be able to get enjoyment of the game to be good mm. and it's it's like a cyclical thing mm. Mm. and if you fall out of that cycle then suddenly you're not enjoying it anymore mm. because you're not playing as well as you should be because you're not focusing on it and therefore you're not enjoying it as much mm. and i found myself in that position i just found 
I wasn't really keeping up. And then when I was going to competitions, I wasn't doing as well as my expectations were mm. of myself. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just wasn't enjoying it as much. Mm. So I fell out of the competition thing quite a while ago, I think. And, um, but yeah, and then since then, questioning just my general enjoyment of pinball. But again, like we said, I, I'm just a gamer. Mm. I, I treat pinball like other games mm. now. I enjoy playing mm. Ghouls and Ghosts. I enjoy playing Street Fighter. And then I enjoy playing The Walking Dead. Mm-hmm. But since owning The Walking Dead um, and getting into it quite a bit and playing a lot of it, um, I would say it's probably the best playing pinball machine out there. Wow. Yeah. And it's, I, I guess that's a big call. <laughs> it mean, is, yeah. <laughs> but I even reached the point where I was thinking it was the best pinball machine ever. Mm-hmm. But then after a few days of thinking that, sort of dialing that back a bit and thinking, no, it's just the best playing pinball machine ever. Mm-hmm. As in, it's the most fun to play. There's mm-hmm. the most things going on. Mm-hmm. You get the most reward out of it. Mm-hmm. But the theme itself, and to me, theme is more important than mm. gameplay, is not really there for me. I even, mm. this is sounds a little bit weird, I even went back and started watching The Walking Dead TV show again, just mm-hmm. to see if I can get into the theme. Yeah, yeah. Because I think my wife and I, Fiona and I, have tried watching The Walking Dead maybe five times. We've gotten through the first season. We probably got halfway through the second mm-hmm. season. It's a good show. There's nothing wrong with it. Mm. But there's nothing there that really makes me want to keep watching it. Yeah. And so, yeah, we went back and tried to watch it again from start of, you know, episode one, season one. And again, it's kind of, yeah, it's, mm. it's okay. Mm. It's good. But don't really want to keep watching it. Mm. <laughs> really, the show's really up and down. Like when it's good, it's good. When it's not, it's not. Mm. It, it, I mean, yeah, I know that sounds funny, but put it on the back of the box. <laughs> I think it's it really dated. Long now as stretches well. of not really much interesting, and then get really good, mm. and then a bunch of stuff you don't care about. Yeah, I almost feel it'd be better starting again or starting for the first time much later into the seasons. Mm. Yeah, the second because the first season. Right. In the first half. Yeah, because like I said, we started mm. episode one, season one. It's really dated now. The concepts they use, like they're, they're setting up, from the very first scene, they're setting up the bad guy as like mm. the guy who's, you know, abusive to women and mm. all this kind of thing. And now it just feels very trite. Mm. Like It's interesting. You know, it's, it's a very oh, yeah. old school way of setting up a... A bad guy, mm. you know, <laughs> and you got the black guy, and you've got the redneck, and yeah. <laughs> and they have a fight because you know the redneck calls him a nigger and all this, mm. and you know all that stuff is horrible, obviously, but the way they present it is just very cliche now. Mm. That sort of storyline just doesn't fly anymore because mm. it just feels very transparent. Mm. So yeah, we're well, watching it. It's it's good. Yeah. We couldn't keep watching it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I've i never really had a lot of interest in it. It doesn't really appeal to me. Um, and, yeah, the theme of the game doesn't either. I, 
I mean, I don't know much about it, and I guess you need to know about it for it to appeal to you, but... Mm. Yeah, I... I mean, I love horror. Mm. Horror is one of my favourite right. things. Most of my favourite movies are horror films, mm. but The Walking Dead just doesn't do it for me. Mm. I love the George A. Ramiro zombie films. Um, a lot of the... Uh, Bruce Campbell stuff, Evil Dead, mm-hmm. all of that. Mm. Love all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But Walking Dead just sort of fell flat with me. Mm. So, again, theme for me uh, is is the most important thing. Mm. And I know that sounds weird. Mm. I don't think many people actually feel that way themselves. Mm. They probably prefer the gameplay. Mm. But to I me, a lot of is people, everything. I think people don't know how the theme actually impacts on the way they feel about a game. Hmm. People don't know their own feelings, really. Hmm. Then, yeah, remarkably unaware of everything that influences the way they behave. Hmm. Uh, yeah. And, I mean, that's okay because I think that's all part of the human experience. You know, hmm. I think we're all naive in some way. And you can't be upset or, you know, belittle people for that. But, no. um, but yeah, I think that theme really is Im- really important. You know, mm. if you can imagine that same layout with a totally different theme, uh, it could it could be really game changing for that. Yeah. Yeah, like, yeah. imagine if Tron had that same layout. I mean, it's yeah. already kind of similar. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it could be a totally different game. Yeah. Um, it could feel totally different. It's very, very dark. The play field's very dark. Mm. Um, yeah. I mean, and, and it plays very brutally as far as the way the game plays. Yeah, it's very, very hard and mm. just very uncompromising. Yep. And, yeah, I think... When I say theme is important to me, I need, I, I feel like I want that emotional connection. Yeah. I don't just want the mechanical mm. connection to the gameplay where it's the shots and mm. that sort of stuff. I yeah. I like to feel emotionally connected to the game I'm playing. Yeah. So all, the, all of my favorite games are games that I just feel like I connect with, mm. you know, the things that are going on, the artwork, mm. the call-outs, all that kind of stuff, and that doesn't grab me with The Walking Dead. Yeah. But the game is amazing. Mm. The The rule set is without peer, mm. I believe. It's just absolutely incredible. Every shot feels fantastic. The sound effects are amazing. I'll, I'll say that. So it feels like everything that you're doing in the game matters because the sound uh, gives you that feedback when mm. you do something. It gives you a a satisfying um, feeling. Mm-hmm. And there's so much going on and regardless where you are in the game at the po- at the time, there's something you can decide to go for and multiple things to mm. go for. Mm. So, yeah, it's, it's an amazing game. I'm really, really glad I picked it up. Mm. But ultimately, now that I've played it as much as I have and saying that it's the best playing pinball machine ever... I still wouldn't have any qualms with moving it on to get Elvira 3. Because I think with Elvira, <laughs> I'm going to yeah. have that emotional connection. Yeah, yeah. Because I love my campy horror. 
<laughs> and yeah. Yeah. And I'm sure the artwork's going to be amazing. I mean, yeah. The theme in Scared Stiff is, is great. Hmm. It definitely is such a big part of the game. It's almost the complete opposite of Walking Dead now that mm. I think about it. Yeah. Very because, simple play-wise. Yeah, Scared Stiff is a boring game to play. Yeah. It's it's very simple. Mm. It's It's the largest criticism of that game. I mean, I think that's in the top 10 of most pinball, you know, top 10s mm. in the world. Mm. It's an A-list game. It's mm. very hard to get because everyone wants it. Mm. But everyone says it's a boring game to play because mm. it's very simple. Yeah. But and usually when people have it, they don't, they keep it. Yeah. So that's part of why it's hard to get. Yeah. Yeah. But the theme, amazing. Mm. The theme is incredible. Yeah. The call outs, everything is so intertwined. Mm. It's an experience. Mm. Whereas Walking Dead is the complete opposite. Mm. The theme, I mean, maybe if you're into The Walking Dead, maybe it's great. Mm. But to me, it doesn't really do anything for me, but yeah. it plays amazing. It's mm. fantastic to play. I think that there's an element in terms of gameplay that has to do with matching the skill of the player with the complexity of the game mm. though, as well. And I think that's part of the reason why uh, games like Scared Stiff are popular too it's a great game to have for people who don't play a lot of pinball it can be rough but it's very easy to understand shoot the crate shoot the ramp Mm. um yeah there's not that much else i mean there is some deeper stuff than that but Mm. and if you don't know what you're doing just shoot up the center and you'll start a multi-ball yeah that's right Yeah. yeah and similar to world cup in that way is that you know I mean, World Cup is like the best example of that because there is literally a goal in the game. Mm. You know, everyone knows you shoot the ball into the goal. Yeah. You know, everyone knows that. Yeah. Um, it's, so that's, you know, the prime example, I think. Um, but with The Walking Dead, it's it's a pretty tough game and I think that you need to know the rules to have fun with it. Yeah. And that's what I've struggled with to get into that game. Um, because, yeah, you need to know about how to start the modes. and Because yeah. it's kind of all about stacking, right? Um, stacking mm, things together. Not really stacking, no. no. Just okay. knowing your options right. at, at yeah. various points. Because you've got a number of options. Yeah. I mean, I yeah, I still don't really know it too well. And when I play it, I, yeah, feel brutalized. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and then on top of that, because I'm not a big fan of the theme, I've never been able to make a good relationship with that game. Mm. <laughs> and I've, that's kind of the best way I've been able to describe it, I yeah. suppose. Yeah. So, And I think that might also explain why I originally hated the game. And I say mm. originally, I hated the game for probably three, four years. Mm-hmm. Um, really thinking it was just a horrible game because mm. it was brutal. You'd, you'd get, you know, destroyed in 30 seconds or whatever. Mm. And I didn't connect with the theme. Mm. So I thought it was just rubbish. Mm. So it took me four years, whatever, mm. to finally get to grips with how the game plays and realize it's just a fantastic playing game. Mm. But yeah, it was those two things that initially just pushed me away. Mm-hmm. So that makes a lot of sense. Mm. I think they're doing a lot better with the games that are coming now, like um, 
uh, Iron Maiden. Mm. And, I mean, I don't know what the monsters plays like, but just from what I've seen, it looks like they're trying to balance that a bit more. Mm. You know, making it not so brutal on new players, but then still have some complexity for better players. Yeah. Although you could say Star Wars is a bit of a, you know... Yeah. <laughs> well, bit of a difference, because that game is absolutely brutally punishing. Yeah. To yeah. newbies, that must be probably the the one example you could point to of just brutalism. <laughs> People who walk up to that game won't have fun. Well, I guess it depends on who designing the game. Who designed um, Monsters, do you know? I think it's Borg. Right. Is it Borg? I think it is Borg. Pretty sure. Mm. Yeah, he did Walking Dead, Tron, mm-hmm. Metallica, mm-hmm. others. So, yeah, anyway, really enjoying Walking Dead. I'm playing it pretty much exclusively over every other game because mm-hmm. I'm just enjoying playing with it. Mm-hmm. Um, Makes sense. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's a lot of fun being brutalized. <laughs> well, it's not so bad when you have it in your house and you can just keep pressing the start That's button. That's the thing, isn't it? You're not chucking $2 in <laughs> yeah, each game. Because yeah. if you're chucking in $2 and then getting a score of $2 million, mm. walking away after 40 seconds, yep. you're not feeling good. Yeah. I mean, I had, I, I've played it at Nathan's place, but mostly when I play it, I play it with him. And so it's not so much about losing my money. It's more about just having to wait while he... Mm. Then plays for ages because mm-hmm. he knows it really well. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we'll see. I mean, um, Elvira 3 is now rumored. And I say now, I saw the thread today on Pinside, someone saying it's rumored to be October this year. Mm-hmm. But it's been rumored to be coming out for about a year or two. Mm-hmm. But you already know it's mostly done. The artwork's done. The call outs are all done. Elvira herself has. Um, confirmed that those are all done. Mm-hmm. We're just waiting for Stern to release it. I think just waiting for Stern to finish the code. Um, supposedly October. So when October rolls around, do I sell Walking Dead and get Elvira? <laughs> we'll see. Mm-hmm. I'll have to provide an update. Hmm. Hmm. That's exciting. <laughs> the The prospect of Elvira three is exciting. Yeah. That could be really cool. Yes, I think it will be. Mm -hmm. I'm hoping so. Mm -hmm. I'm banking on it. Literally. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to get another beer and then we'll finish with you, Matt. How does that sound? <laughs> I used your line. Yeah. So what's been going on, Matt? What have you been doing? Uh, playing a game. Been playing a game. What? Been playing a game. Holy shit! Was, oh, it actually... was it Opus Magnum? No. You're stuck on this yeah. Opus yeah, yeah. Magnum thing. I was thinking about it today. Really? Right. Yeah. Just I wanna, randomly. I want to play it. I want to taste 
the Opus Magnum dumpling. <laughs> <laughs> you have the power. <laughs> it's just on Steam, right? Yes, Steam. Yeah, but probably what will happen is I'll pay for the dumpling, mm-hmm. but then I'll never sample the dumpling. <laughs> right. And then it'll sit many, there and then it'll go off. I've got so many dumplings in my fridge right now. Mm. <laughs> Fair call. Mm. Yeah. You may continue, Matt. Yeah. So actually, it's two games. Two oh. games. And Holy the, crap. And there's a Where trip. are you finding the time? There's a yeah. gamer at the table. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and the stick is I'm not playing in reality, but I'm playing in the virtual reality. Oh my oh. god. Because I bought an Oculus Rift. Holy really? shit. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I've been keeping Matt's this just for me dropping too. the bomb. I know, I know. Have I've you been, been playing been Beat Saber? Yes. <laughs> Matt, Matt doesn't buy things, doesn't he? No. He has to be forced to buy things. How does he eat? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, that's a fair point. He just steals apples from old ladies. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. So that's cool. the secret. Oculus. Rift. Oculus Rift, yeah. Yeah, okay. For so, PC. Uh, yeah. Right. Did, which man cave in your apartment did you set it up in? Okay, to rearrange. <laughs> which man cave <laughs> out of the seven? Had to move things around. Uh, yeah, yeah. clear the space yeah. on the floor. And also... Um, so you have a clear space in your house now? I mean, the entryway, <laughs> you know, where you walk in. Are you playing it in the entryway? Well, like, right by my front door. <laughs> so, yes? Yeah, is that bad? Is there Do, still room no. for your pinball machine? I mean, it's all a man cave, so... Yeah. One man cave's just like the next one, right? <laughs> I suppose. <laughs> um... I had to rearrange my computer table as well to, so that I have the computer closer to where the play area is so that I have oh. cable extension. Oh, so it's corded. Yeah. The right. Oculus Rift is, yeah. It? I mean, yeah, I think there are wireless solutions, and... but uh, how good they are or expensive, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, which probably, moving all the crap around is probably an improvement anyway. Like, it's, it's going to keep me from putting junk on my floor and then <laughs> hmm. um i think i mentioned a while ago the i was moving things around to get all my yeah when i moved all the monitors over from my work area for the atari over towards where my computer is mm-hmm. so rearranging this again i found more space so i can you know <laughs> just the, randomly found space in his apartment well the retro area it's like lifted up like, a piece of paper oh there's space here yeah <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> well, you know, but like behind your, mo- I, I, I use a corner desk, mm-hmm. and you know, behind the monitors, that's wasted space. Mm. But now I just put the PC back there. Uh, mm. So now I'm playing I've Tetris. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. I'm doing better Tetris now. That is the problem with <laughs> corner desks. You've got like this triangular space that you can't really use. Yeah, mm. but actually, my corner desk isn't fully in the corner of the room, so it, it kind of sticks out in a, you know, like a reception kind of way. <laughs> Uh-huh. <laughs> so when people walk in, you can <laughs> greet them. Hello. Yeah. Which part of the man cave welcome, would you like to explore? Welcome to Matthew's man yeah. cave. Having the <laughs> Do PC. you have an appointment? <laughs> <laughs> Having my PC in the corner, it's not, it's wasted space on the desk, but it's now accessible, you know, to my VR area. Mm. Mm. Oh, man cave number seven. VR That's the area. kitchen cave. Uh-huh. That's exciting. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So... So, what did you do with your Oculus Rift? I can yeah. think of a couple of things immediately. Well, number one is Beat Saber. 
No, I like two years. The game or the rift? <laughs> rift. About two okay. years, I think. Seems much older than that for some reason. Yeah. I think someone was talking about Xbox 360 being retro the other day because <laughs> it was like... I think it is 10 years, isn't it? No, it's more. It's like at least 15. There Hang you on. go. Oh, yeah, it is, yeah. 15. Is it? Something like that, yeah. I was going to look it up. Something just recently passed 10 years. How much does it cost for an Xbox 360? The $38. $38? Sorry, I just Googled it and that was like the first question that came up. <laughs> Seems cheap. Yeah, well, this is the internet. 2005. Yeah. What? Okay. Oh, 14. 14? Mm. How many? How do you count years? <laughs> yeah. With your fingers. Oh, yeah. I think the person was saying in 2020 it'll be 15 years old. Right. Yep. So it's definitely retro because that's a lot more than 10 years. Yes. And Matt would agree. No. <laughs> What about the original Xbox then? No. <laughs> we needed to talk about this at some point. We have. We did. No, but we never came to any conclusions. <laughs> I did. As I far think as we he's can, concerned, I got the discussion is over. We can do the world a favour <laughs> by finally solving this problem and putting <laughs> games into ages and turns. Uh, is that up to us? You can tell it that, can be. You know, you can tell Matt's not married because he thinks that no, full stop, is an argument. <laughs> mm. Doesn't yes. end there, Matt. No. It keeps going. And even if you think it's over, it's not over. <laughs> Six months later. Remember when you said that? <laughs> no, my wife doesn't do that. She's lovely. Indeed. So Beat what Saber. Were saying? Yes, Beat Saber. <laughs> you got these two lightsabers, two mm -hmm. hands. And there's these boxes that float towards you in time with the music and you got to slash the boxes. You to the beat. slice them in half, yeah. With your much. sabers. Yeah. Yeah. And each box has an arrow on it indicating which direction you're supposed to slice through it. Oh, I didn't know that part. Yeah. Wow. So you can't just slice it willy-nilly. No, nah, not willy-nilly. Fruit ninja style. Yeah. But uh, they design them, like, particularly the good charts, they design them in a way where it's you're flowing around a lot, so you, you, know, you go through this one, the next That's one. That's a cool idea. Yeah, if you just went down, you're going to go up the next time. So it's almost you, like there's choreography to it. Yeah. 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 And is it, um? do you find it accurate? Oh, yeah. Yeah? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's mm. pretty spot on. Okay, that's good. Yeah. yeah, from when I've done VR, it's it's very intuitive and fluid. Like, it feels, yeah. Feels right. Yeah. Mm. Hmm. Oh, that's good to know. Yeah. Like I've said before, I haven't tried VR yet because mm. I'm still thinking I'll oh. have a problem with it. Now you can. Okay. So in the comfort of man cave number one. <laughs> <laughs> At the reception. So this is this is like, because it's one of the modern games. It's just your standing Fearless Rift game. located left of reception. Sorry. And I can say like <laughs> That'd wearing be the headset for hours at a time, it's no problem. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Wow. And the frame rate's good. Because yeah. usually it's the frame rate that gets me. Um, okay, so the the next part of that story is, um, you know, on the Oculus store, you know, there's a few free things to get. There's, there's a bunch of things that come bundled. And I noticed one, it's BBC Space Walk or something like that. Space. <laughs> BBC? Whatever. Yeah, like the British Broadcasting. Hmm. Right. Yeah. And oh, they made a thing. Oh, Sorry, that's, I was and thinking it's, porn And it's terms. about space. I should get that. And it's mm. free. 
Sounds down good. At it. And on the store, I noticed they've got this thing. It's it's I forget exactly what it is. It's basically vomit level intensity oh. or something. And this one said extreme. It's like oh, okay, that's weird. And you know whatever. And so I've played it, and mm-hmm. all you do is shimmy. You're in you're on in the International Space Station. Yeah, you're doing an EVA, and you're kind of shimmying over the, you know, around the thingy. Mm. But and a uh, spoiler. It's like Gravity, that movie, where it just ah. gets sma- space station gets smashed and you're outside and oh. all this happens and you get spun around and instantly Holy just take shit. the headset off. No, that was bad. <laughs> <laughs> like, seconds into when the disaster happens, you, yeah, no. Right. Wow. <laughs> Makes Why you think of those that? people that have to live through that. If yeah. They don't have the option of taking their helmet off. It feels no. like it's a prank by the BBC. <laughs> It doesn't sound like yeah, them. Uh, yeah. Because, I okay, so I didn't see the ending. I assume you die. Wow. Like, what else is going to happen? Yeah. It's not a feel-good story at all. <laughs> no. You swim back to Earth. <laughs> yeah, that'll work. Yeah. <laughs> through the atmosphere. Maybe you're supposed to use, like, do you have, like, propellant to get yourself back to the station? No. Links just... <laughs> <laughs> like in the movie. Yeah. <laughs> That works. I haven't yeah. seen that movie actually. Oh, yeah, I spoiled. You just what spoiled movie? that movie for me. No, I'm joking. What movie? Gravity. Gravity. Oh, I don't think I've seen it either. Oh, <laughs> oh dear. Yeah. Wow. And hey. um, RE7. Yeah, what? you, you should, should get RE7. You should play that on VR. Yeah. Is it? Yeah. No. Is it a vomit game? No. Oh, surely not. That I. Really? No of. Oh, I haven't played it. I think you warp. You you warp. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, so you do. Yeah. I don't have any games like that yet. The the home the home area like there's a. Mm-hmm. The construct I'm gonna call it. You know, in the Matrix, mm. you, the mm. loading. The oh loading yeah, area. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's teleporting in there, but I haven't done because mm. there's nothing in there, so I don't do that. You should get RE7. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe. The first half an hour is amazing. So the other game I've got, <laughs> the other game I got, the second one is super hot, super hot. Oh yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. It's amazing. Oh, amazing, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Jeez. Which one's better? Um, I mean, at first I was playing Beat Saber a lot, mm. but yeah, now I'm I've for super hot I've gone through the whole campaign, and I'm doing the endless modes. And there's endless modes. Whoa. It just puts you in an area and you're there until you mm. die. Where, wow. Should we explain the game? <laughs> yeah, probably. Okay, so super We hot. know what you're talking about, but <laughs> maybe the listeners don't. It's basically a first person It looks like Tron. Tron. Does it? I mean, no. <laughs> it's Tron-ish. It's stylized in a way where all the scenery is white with some shading. It's and all more the, mirrors edgy. All the mm. bad guys are made of red glass. Hmm. Mm. And you shoot them, and they break into a million pieces. Mm. So it's really cool like that. Um, but then, isn't it like? Oh yeah, and the stick is yeah. your. It's time only moves when you move. Mm-hmm. So the whole thing is in slow motion. Mm-hmm. Um, so you get you get time to do all these really cool maneuvers. So you you know have a gun or whatever, and you shoot that guy, mm-hmm. and he drops his gun, and you know it's flying through the air. You grab it, and, mm-hmm. and some other guy. The, you don't have much ammo, so every gun is it like, 
Do you sometimes throw your gun at them and stuff? Yeah, you can. Yeah. Too, right? And they throw weapons as well, like mm-hmm. knives and things. Mm-hmm. You can punch them. Mm-hmm. That's usually bad, but yeah, it works. <laughs> and because it's all in slow motion, you can if you're not keeping up, you get overwhelmed, but you can still come back from all this stuff. Mm-hmm. It, it, you feel like a god, pretty much. <laughs> because you have time to like, yeah, you pick, decide you, what you're going to do. You walk into an area, you know, and you look around to see what you've got. You pick up a knife, throw it at the first guy. He drops his gun. You grab that. You point over there, shoot that guy, yep. you know, and then some other dude, there's bullet whizzing by you over mm. here, you're dodging. And when you say mm. you grab the gun, it's not like you go and pick it up off the ground. No. Like, as because soon it's all as in he's slow motion. let go, yeah. you, like, grabbed it out of the air kind of thing. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Yeah. It's like you're in the Matrix and you're... You're Neo. Yeah. 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 Pretty much. And you're just destroying everyone. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Moving faster than everyone. Yeah. Yeah. And at the endless mode... You say, you're empty, so are you. <laughs> <laughs> then you die. Yeah. Because it's endless. You're going to die eventually. And then the music goes. <laughs> accurate. No. What? No, accurate. <laughs> accurate. So you mark those what I'm singing. Yes. <laughs> I wouldn't say that singing, but, you know... <laughs> Noising. Mouthing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. And what's the game called? Super Hot VR. What? No. <laughs> the other game you should play. Beat Saber. No. Resident Evil. Tetris. <laughs> oh, yeah. Tetris, Tetris effect. effect. Is that yeah. in VR? Yeah. yeah, that's VR as well. Uh, you should get that. Okay. So, I played a VR game at my friend's place who has one. Hmm. And it was like, because he's, you know one of those gamers it was a battleground type game uh, yeah but it was interesting it it's, was it's really weird battle royale yeah so yeah. Hmm. you were actually using the touchpad to like a joystick to move yeah. and that was like super disorientating particularly if you were going up a hill because you were moving <laughs> vertically yeah. without hmm. walking and it was really bizarre yeah. and so basically you kind of just had to like I forget how to deal with it. You just had to convince yourself, like, it's okay, I'm just playing a game, like, you know, and I'm just going to move this way. Um, and as long as you kind of kept that in mind, hmm. um, you were okay. You need to keep okay. your brain into reality yeah. or whatever. But then, like, if you'd see someone and, like, start shooting at them, it's almost like a reset. Hmm. And then if you try to move again, sometimes I'd be like, whoa. <laughs> you hmm. know. Um, but it was so weird because... You would see how the players and their model would be there, but the gun would be moving around really weirdly because oh. obviously the gun's in their hand and it's moving with the controller. Yeah. But it was so cool in terms of like the aiming and stuff. It was like as if you were playing like a light gun game kind of thing. Hmm. Like it was instantaneous. There was no, you know, I mean, we talk about the difference between playing a first person shooter with a controller versus a mouse. It's like the next level of that, yeah. you know. Hmm. No longer do you have to have the skill of moving a mouse to the right point. You just aim and shoot, yeah. you know. Hmm. Um, and that was really... It felt really good, but it was also just weird because you weren't really holding anything and then you had to reload and and you-, you could even throw grenades. <laughs> <laughs> and that was weird to get right. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. Really bizarre. And like leaning around corners. Yeah. 
you, you know, and you or those... even even like just putting your arm around, yeah, and like exactly. firing, mm. you know. So you just <laughs> doing see, blind shots or whatever. Like you'd yeah. be behind a rock and just like you'd see the little gun come up, and mm. there he is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really weird. But intuitive in that way. Yeah, yeah, intuitive, but also I think the the game is at a really early stage of development. So, okay. well, I mean, I guess at this stage VR is still pretty early. I mean, games like Superhot and Beat Saber are really basic in terms of mechanics. And this game, I suppose, is more um, ambitious and it's just not really there yet. Um, but, yeah, it feels good. Except for the moving part. Mm. <laughs> that was weird. Yeah. <laughs> I could only do so much of that. Oh, yeah. You sweat so much. Yeah. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> oh. I mean, super hot especially. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what. Yeah, he gets super hot. <laughs> I yeah. get it. I get it. <laughs> Bes- besides the, the weather we've been having. Mm. Is, your air, is your air conditioner fixed? No. Right. <laughs> this is part of the problem. But I think even... It's been, you know... I'm starting to think it's not the VR. No. <laughs> Even the days that aren't really hot, aren't, aren't super that hot. That aren't super hot. <laughs> yeah. Still so much sweating. Mm. Oh, my God. <laughs> and it's not because you, of the movement? Yeah, it kind of is. Okay. Because you, you, I mean, you're not walking or anything. Like, it, it, pretty much, you, you know, you may take a step, eat, you know, around. Because mm. really, they've only got a couple of meters Hmm. you know play area but you you know you're dodging things you're picking up off the ground and yeah right okay when when particularly in endless mode which is so good (laughs) you you get into a state where you're like basically lying on the ground you know (laughs) shooting up at guys they they come at you like Mm. a lot you know just crouching yeah it's all over the place Hmm. i think doing everything you can to you know Sounds like Get I need to way. play this. Yeah. I think this is the next world record you should go for and you should start streaming it. Streaming on <laughs> VR. I see a number of problems with all of those things you said. <laughs> that I don't want to hear excuses. <laughs> Just do it. Twitch stream your VR experience there's, and there's go like, for a world record. There's these next level <laughs> streamers for VR. You, you get a camera and a green screen so you are projected yourself onto the... Yeah. Know, into the game instead of just having oh. the, the goal view yeah jesus we are yeah, living in really the future cool. yeah so, yeah scary <laughs> but so no you can force me to do that aren't you? there's these new have you guys seen the new these new vr attractions where it's like a a whole room oh. and it's like a free space yeah. vr thing no i haven't you, seen this so you wear like a backpack and obviously you got the headset and they give you like a rifle um and and you play the backpack's some... got like a pc in it essentially hmm. and you're playing a vr game and it's like a warehouse like a big empty space and you're moving you can move freely around the vr world hmm. so like a team playing left for dead hmm. that'd be really cool yeah yeah and i'm and i'm pretty sure there's one in sydney now yeah hmm. yeah Maybe it's we like should go quarry or something like that. Oh, I'd be that surprised. Way. Yeah, we should go. I'd like to go. Would you do that? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All in. 
in for a penny, in for a pound. <laughs> yeah, so a friend of mine has tried it, not not in Sydney, but he was saying he played, yeah, like a zombie survival game, and he said it was pretty full on. Hmm. Like, you'd turn around and there'd be a zombie, like, swiping at you. I don't know if I can handle that. <laughs> <laughs> we can do it. We'll be there for you. Oh, thanks. Maybe. Yeah. I remember just being freaked out by... I played, like, the demo of the Batman. Have you played the Batman yeah. demo? Yeah. Like, yeah, there's I a bit a where about that. you're sort of stuck in this really small room and there's a mirror on the wall mm. and you're kind of looking around because you have to solve this puzzle and you look at the mirror and it's Batman and you're like, that's really cool, I'm looking at myself and I'm Batman. Yeah. And then you look away and you come back and then the Joker's there yeah. and you're looking at the Joker and it's like, Really freaky. Mm. It scared the shit out of me. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, you should try Tetris Effect. It's meant to be really good. Giant Bomb uh, gave that the award of... What was it? I can't remember which award it was, but it was something like one of the best releases of the year. Oh. It it won an award for, yeah, one of the best releases of the year. Does it require VR? It doesn't require VR, but you can play it in VR. What am I going to get out of it? Well, this is the thing, like, and that's what I thought because I was like, how can, it's Tetris, how can it be that exciting? But, Mm. yeah, I've heard it's exciting. Yeah, they they say it's just a step above anything Tetris. It's, like, just absolutely amazing. Once again, like, wild speculation. I (laughs) (laughs) I guess Mark is presenting that Giant Bomb have said this so yes at least yes, he's I got am. some kind of citation yeah i haven't played the game myself yeah. i haven't even seen a screenshot i don't know what the game looks like <laughs> i think i see but it. apparently it's absolutely <laughs> amazing <laughs> that's just tetris <laughs> yeah it's tetris yeah. but i've heard it's good yeah. yeah i've heard it's really good <laughs> <laughs> research we don't do that stuff on this show uh. and in saying that are you done because I, <laughs> I was going to go to the closing, but I just wanted to make sure. That's really cool. Um, yeah. VR. I, I am shocked. Shocked like a... But not appalled. Indeed. In a good way. Thanks for listening to Game mm-hmm. the System Podcast. If you would like to contact us, the best way to do that is gain the system forums at gainthesystem.co. You can also reach out to us via email feedback at gamethesystem.co you can reach me on twitter at mark's tweet that's at m-a-r-c-s underscore tweet john twitches over at twitch.tv slash wago h-w-a-y-g-o matt streams stuff or he used to he might eventually again maybe he's gonna stream the super hot world record i think he might on (laughs) twitch.tv slash bss is watching you All one word, no spaces. Mm -hmm. Thank you for listening. Rate us on iTunes. That helps us. It's the only way we get the word out that we exist. Mm -hmm. And that is it. Goodbye. Bye.